Dragon Radio. I'm your host, Emma Ruschak. I'm here with Ari Brish. Welcome. Hello. And Thanks you for having me, Emma. Yeah, great to have you on the show. Now, I'm going through your website a little bit, CXO360, in your wonderful book, which is a number uh, Amazon bestseller, Lay an Egg and Make Chicken Soup is right there for us. Now, yes. where did you come up with the idea for this book? Okay, so it's kind of evolution over the years, okay. Um, many young engineers or young entrepreneurs, even engineers in large companies, uh, what I have experienced, and I was there many years ago as well, you, you come up with new ideas or you're very creative in coming up with new ideas but then you lack the experience on how to execute and how to commercialize these new ideas. Mm -hmm. And uh, the more years pass by, the more I realized it's across the board. At some point, several years ago, I started to mentor in different uh, accelerators and incubators. And, and I've talked to dozens of entrepreneurs and, and I saw the same thing. The same pattern repeat, they have great ideas and I enjoyed being a mentor because I learned a lot from him. But then uh, on the other side of the coin, most of them did not have a clue of uh, the challenges they're facing in executing and bringing these ideas to the market. So I started to write notes to myself, blogging about that issue. And, you know, a year or two later, I found myself, I have so much material that maybe if I glue it together in the right way, it will make a book. So the book is right behind me. Uh, lay an egg and make it plays on the metaphor, common metaphor of chicken and an egg. Right, I which just, comes first. Yeah, exactly. I just took the chicken to the next step, put it in a soup. <laughs> well, that's what we have to do, though. We have to have the chicken, we have to have the eggs, and we have yeah. to have it put together yeah. in the right order. Right, I mean, right, right, I'm going exactly. through your website and you have some wonderful partnerships here that you've worked mm -hmm. with. And so you have a wealth of knowledge and entrepreneurs need this knowledge because as an entrepreneur myself, I don't know what I don't know. Exactly, exactly. And but, but, we don't know until someone like you teaches us, hey, you need to be doing this. Well, I didn't know I needed to do that. Yeah, right, exactly. That, that's exactly a very good point. You, you got exactly the essence of, of it. And by the way, one of the chapters I cover, so, so the structure of the book is every discipline has a chapter. So finance, a chapter, marketing, a chapter, business development, a chapter, human resources, a chapter just for human, managing people in an innovative organization. It's a, a different animal uh, or, or all of this all of these disciplines are, are there are certain aspects that are unique to commercializing innovation different than if you sell 
cookie cutters and on our bottles of milk to the local supermarket uh, every week, the same bottle of milk. Mm-hmm. That's one type of salesperson. It's a totally different type of salesperson that needs to introduce a new product to the market. It's a different mindset. You need to have a different incentive package to these salespeople mm-hmm. because when you sell a, a bottle of milk, the same bottle of milk to the supermarket, all, all you need is to walk in once a week and take the order and get your commission. When you're talking about a new product, you have to spend hours and hours and hours before you make the first sale. Right. So it's it's totally different person that enjoys this and totally different incentive package. Normal salespeople just work on, you know, commission where a, a new product business development or salesperson it's different incentives more long term because it could some some industries sales cycle could be two or three years so you cannot just work on commission if you have to wait five years before the first sale so uh, that's just one example so on the human resources one of the key things in innovation is the diversity of the human mind okay you need diversity in you know what schools you went to what kind of degrees you have different genders different people from different countries the more diversity you have in the team the more creative the team is because if 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 you do a business with your best friend from first grade you almost think like twins right yeah but but if you have you know, people from all over the world, from all different genders, different ethnicity, blah, 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 different religiouses. Each one brings a different aspects and you start to brainstorm and you, 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 a unified brain is so much, your unified creativity is so much bigger. So this is one aspect of human management or human resources in, in an innovative organization. It's it's good to have diversity in any organization, but mm-hmm. when you're talking about creativity and innovation, it's so much uh, more it's important. A lot. I mean, I work with three wonderful, um, yeah, three wonderful people. One's in the UEA. So we have the culture and the heritage and the mindset from the, that region. The other two are U.S. based, but in one is in Missouri, one's out in Oregon. So we have the diversity of the area. And then we're bringing our creative minds together to create different ideas and products. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of my favorite examples I bring to my classes, I also teach innovation mm-hmm. in, in, in the university. I, I bring President Obama as an example and uh, the point I'm making there, that if I have to hire him, forget the fact that he was a president. Okay, let's say he's coming, mm-hmm. in, being interviewed to be hired. It's not about the color of his, skin, of his skin. It's about the fact that he grew up in a multiracial uh, parents. Uh, part of his uh, childhood was in, in Asia. So he has many things forget the color of his skin he has so many different experiences Mm -hmm. uh, as a young adult that makes him uh, uh, so diverse in in what he will bring to the party regardless of of the racial aspect the racial aspect 
Right. Uh, we don't totally look at different. the color of the skin. We work exactly. at what does this person, as a person, bring to the table? Exactly. Have, exactly. Have the mindset to promote the business that you're trying to create. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do they understand the concept of whatever it is? What it is it a new Bitcoin cryptocurrency? Is it a uh -huh. new type of car? Is it whatever the product is? Exactly. Exactly. And then you bring to okay, do they have a, the education to be put into a key position or do they need an entry-level position? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And, and uh, you mentioned education. People from different educational backgrounds will contribute as well. If you bring an engineer and an artist mm -hmm. and an accountant in a room, they will come up with a, a yeah. better idea than if, if you just have a unified, homogeneous team of designers or engineers. Uh, uh, the other thing is uh, the fact that people tend to think about innovation as technology, but it, it doesn't have to be that way. There, there is lots of innovative companies that, yeah, everybody has, even my dentist have technology in the office, yeah, but mm -hmm. The, 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 the innovation part is in, in different aspects of the business. Think about uh, Domino's Pizza. Their innovation was in delivering to people's house. They started with making phone calls. Now it's on the internet. So you can say it's a technology-based. Yeah, now everyone has, has delivery for pizza. Uh, now right, everyone, everyone has Grubhub and everyone has, you know, DoorDash and, you know, all right, these different right. things. But, but it started back when back they started, it was pretty innovative. Right. Uh, you know, even Uber, Uber called themselves Uber technology, but their innovation is not in a technology. They didn't invent the internet. They didn't invent GPS. They just mm -hmm. put them together to create a new service. Correct. So it's a technology based, but it's not, the innovation is not in the technology, it's in the uh, service they provide. You look at Amazon, you look at, right. you know, we can go through any, any type of company. It's right. just... Right. How are they taking things that we already have today mm -hmm. and creating something new or something yeah. that helps right. other people in a different way? Right, right. So think about IKEA, the concept of building your own furniture or Southwest Airlines. They have a whole new concept. Of, it was new at the time, but it's still very unique mm -hmm. on, on how to handle their uh, operations and logistics. They are very unique about that. Right. And then you have to get set back. Then you have all these companies trying to explain this because to investors or uh, yeah. hedge fund people. Now, taking a company that is innovative and new and is not proven in the market and trying to explain this to a investor and you need some capital of, say, 30 million. It's hard to do because you don't have a proven concept. Yes. And trying right. to get them into your mindset mm -hmm. is you have to walk them through the steps. Well, the money is generated from A, B, and C downlines. Well, you have to explain everything because your innovative idea sounds great to yourself. You know you can do it because you're the entrepreneur. You believe in your product. But getting a venture capitalist to understand your idea is very hard sometimes. Right, right. Back in the days in the dot come days 1997 you you come with an idea you get immediately a check of 20 million dollar mm -hmm. 
now they expect you to bootstrap prove your idea on your own dime or your own credit card before mm-hmm. and, and even then you know you show them okay I sold it to 1,000 people in many cases they say come back and after you sell it to 10,000 people or 100,000 yeah. people uh, so that, that's a whole another challenge is <clears throat> being to convey the new idea to an investor or sometime a customer uh, uh, the, that's a, a whole new challenge especially when you come up with the more out the more innovative the idea is the more difficult it is to, to sell it to sell it to investors to sell it to customers so yeah, it, it the, is the test even if you're a publisher or writing a book and i'm going to take this down yeah. to the authors yeah uh, if you have a new book out and it's not like some you're taking three genres, meshing it together into one, well, you're creating a genre now. Now you have to figure out your market. How do you market that one book because you're innovating a new genre? Yes, yes, yes absolutely. So book is another, yeah, there, there is a huge competition in, in mm-hmm. books. And, and if you have to sell it to publishers, if your book is out of the box, nobody will touch it. So that's why I, I chose to, today's technology allowed me to publish, self-publish the book 20 years ago. He did ago. really well with Amazon bestseller. Exactly. So 20 years ago, probably I would spend all my life in trying to convince publishers to support me. Well, now I do it myself and I don't, need any help from publishers and I do my own marketing by the way because I focus on what I need from the book uh, uh, not just the publisher that cookie 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 cutter cutter publisher that does a you know a cocktail party for you uh, once and and that's about all they do in marketing the books yeah I mean, I do publishing, I do, I'm an author as well. So I understand the marketing and anything that goes into it. And that takes money, it takes time, and right. then running yeah. a company and then innovating what I'm wanting to innovate. <laughs> so it takes time, we mix it all together and we come up with soup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when, when you're a publisher, you, you have so many hundreds or thousands of books you have to support. There is so much bandwidth in, in, in your focus that and, and money in your focus that it takes a lot of time and effort and focus to publish or focus on, on one book. So I do my own. In this case, the book is not my product. It's more about the teaching behind the book. Yeah. The book is just a vehicle to You're, de- yeah, deliver my teaching. It's a tool. Right, to get exactly. them to your product, which is your services on your exactly. website. Exactly, exactly. So, so uh, the book is losing money. Many books in this genre are losing money. They're, mm-hmm. they're a vehicle to sell the service. And there are many books in innovation. The, w- one of the classes I'm teaching, the, the, I inherited that uh, methodology, but the, the students are required each student is required to, to choose one innovation book and present it to the class. And the amount of books is like hundreds of books about innovations. Each one has a different angle. 
and and that was pretty interesting in educational class to to hear all these different angles and different focus of, of the different mm -hmm. books and all of them one common thread is the same as in my case the book is just a vehicle to present my philosophy or, or the other author's philosophy it's not about selling more books right if you're going into write a book to sell more books you're going in this all wrong <laughs> yeah right right but if you're going into this to give a tool or to entertain depending on what genre you're in fiction or mm -hmm. nonfiction, mm -hmm. then you're actually creating something yeah, yeah but most books if you think about it long-term longevity lose money doesn't matter if yeah. you're a fiction author doesn't matter if you're new york bestseller amazon bestseller or you know joe Smo down the street selling them out of yeah. the back of his car yeah. Yeah. your mm -hmm. books lose money yes right correct yeah so my book is not a, a, a fiction mm -hmm. but I, I it's a serious business book but i i try to make it a little entertaining so people and it works. I mean, not we fall have asleep to, reading it. <laughs> yeah, we have to have our tools to teach us what we don't know. Yeah, the yeah. average author doesn't understand marketing. The mm -hmm. average entrepreneur, until they are five, six, seven years into the business, understands the marketing. Yeah, right. right. We don't understand coupons. We don't understand promos. We don't understand uh, affiliate marketing and things like this. Yeah, yeah. So the book is structured almost like a checklist mm -hmm. and, and, and the checklist is available as a free download on my website. You can just download the checklist and you have the 20 or 30 points you have to look at and, and make sure you, you... Checking them off. Check them off, right. But the, the thing in the book for every checkpoint, I have two or three stories from real business cases. So... Uh, you can get the checklist as a free download, or if you want to entertain yourself, you have two or three stories per check. I mean, we all love our stories of our big businesses that we know, like mm -hmm. Amazon and stuff like yeah. this. I'm not sure if Amazon's in your one of your stories, but yeah, um, yeah. hearing Maybe. how they, you know, stumbled along the way to get to where we are today. We see the success. We don't see the struggles. We see the top of the right. um, ice cap. We don't see what's under yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one, since uh, when, when is this going to air, by the way? Uh, it, it's airing on Monday. Oh, okay. I, I almost told you about one question in my test, but if it, you air before my test, I won't tell you. Oh, no. Well, when's your test? No, the test, actually, we have an open book test. It starts uh, this weekend. Okay. No, the, I was just kidding. But one of the questions in the test is analyze failures of business celebrities. So ma many people that are considered business celebrities has some failures in their history. So one of the right. questions I had in the test is analyze what was the failure, why they failed, and how did they bounce back from that mm -hmm. failure? I mean, you look at Elon Musk, you look at uh, yeah. Jeff Bezos, you look yeah. at um, Henry Ford, Neiman John. They yeah. all have stories on how they stumbled, exactly. failed, exactly. and then set themselves up to be, yeah. you know, number one in their fields. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. You, can't, you cannot talk to someone that doesn't know who Amazon is. Yeah. 
Exactly. They might not know Jeff Bezos owns it or created it, but they know Amazon. You cannot talk to someone that doesn't know Elon Musk or like uh-huh. one uh-huh. of his companies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 So all of them stumbled in the history mm-hmm. and and they bounce back. That's that's another thing uh, that I, I try to teach the students and, and the book is don't get discouraged. Life is full of speed bumps and, and you just need to skip over or bypass the speed bump and move on. And if right. you fail, you, have- you, you stand up and dust your tush and, and continue. Right. You come into these walls. You can either go over the wall, go around mm-hmm. the wall, yes. dig under <laughs> or make a, make a hole. Yeah. I prefer to disrupt everything and make a hole. (laughs) But, you know, we have these roadblocks. We have these stumbling points. We all do it within being an entrepreneur, an author, a speaker, Mm -hmm. whatever you're doing. We all have these speed bumps. Yes, yes, right. And no need to be discouraged. It's, it's, I call it risk management, okay? The, The fact that even you know, let's say if you're very young and you don't have experience, you don't know where the speed bumps here. But even if you know about some of the speed bumps, don't let them discourage you. Just plan ahead how to wrestle with them or how to tackle them and, and bypass whatever the solution is. So it's not about being, uh, it's kind of, you need to be a little bit of a devil advocate, but not for the purpose of discourage yourself, more for the purpose of plan ahead how to tackle each one of the risks that are, you're facing in your right. journey. And you have to. I mean, mm-hmm. as a publisher, I'm going to use this as an example. People come into my publishing house and leave. At first, it was discouraging. People want to leave. They're not happy. But at the same time, it's a learning experience. Why are they leaving? Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. do I bring in better authors? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, now I'm creating something and I have wonderful authors. I have a wonderful team and we're succeeding because back here I stumbled. I learned from those stumbles and now I'm succeeding. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's, it's hard to predict no matter what business, whether you're a mm-hmm. publisher or something else. Sometimes it's hard to predict where the successes are. One of the VCs in the Silicon Valley, they, they, they are humble enough to have on the on the website the list of the companies that they declined. And there are big names like Apple and mm-hmm. Yahoo and Google and all the big names in technology are in that list. So basically they declined so many success stories. Right. Um, there's the story with Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. Several years ago, uh, Elon went to Amazon to sell one of his companies to Amazon and Amazon declined. The company now is 200 and some billion dollars. I mean, this is people stumbling and then the company goes back and probably kicks themselves in the rear end because they should have, you know, jumped on it, but they didn't understand the innovation. Uh, Apple tried to sell the first computer to sell to HP, HP declined. And now Mm -hmm. where is Apple, where is HP? Yeah. Amazon was trying to sell themselves to Yahoo and Yahoo declined. Where is Amazon today? Where is Yahoo? So Right. We see this no matter what company is out there. Yeah. We see the big names that we know. They have been, tried to sell themselves. 
to another company that was well known back 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Where's the company that was trying to sell themselves now versus yeah. where their right. counterpart is, you know, at the same time yeah. is give and take. But when you're innovating, doesn't matter if it's a book, doesn't matter if it's a company, doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it's a new way to take food out of the oven without getting burned. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love, I love it. Yeah, we do this mm-hmm. and we stumble, we fail, and then we get back up. The companies that get back up and rebuild themselves are the ones that are our Amazon, our Tesla, our Mac computers, our Apple, you know, whatever it is, Uh versus the ones that tried to give up. Yeah, right, correct. One of the things in the book I do, I I take, so there are several, several differences in the book. One of them, I take older examples, you know, everybody knows Amazon and, and Tesla and what have you. I go back a hundred years and trying to find the, the common thread, threads in business, no matter if you are, you know, invented the Gutenberg printing machine or, or you invent a new type of computer. There are generic business lessons in, in all of them. So many, many of the case studies and the examples I bring in the book are older mm-hmm. because only when you look, you know, 50 years back or 100 years back, you see the entire impact of making this decision right. or that decision. So this right. is one. The other other one you can learn from across industries. You may be a hotel and you have a business issue that maybe a hospital or an airline had the same issue 10 years ago and you can learn from their experience. You just mm-hmm. need to modify it for your particular business. But the right. generic... You know, if you have an angry customer, it, it doesn't matter if it's an airline or a hotel or a hospital. You, you, it's a generic issue that you tackle no matter what your business is. Right. If you go to McDonald's and you're an employee and you're dealing with an angry customer, you can right. carry that knowledge of being 16 years old, working at a McDonald's. I handle exactly. this angry customer back here. <laughs> well, now 20 years down the line, I'm working in a hotel. And exactly. I have an acre customer. Can my experience yeah. from when I was 16 help me now? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the, that's the across industries examples and, and examples from history. It is. And it's all there. It's all innovative. It's all knowledge that we have to learn from each other. We can't yep. do it ourselves. We have to have our mentors. We have to have books that lay out plans for us to follow because it cross pollinates and we have to do things for our company even if Mm -hmm. we fail yeah 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 the other thing by the way people think about innovation as a startup there are many innovation different challenges when you innovate in a large company if you're employee at gm or ibm or whatever you you innovate. They, they mm-hmm. come up with new products all the time. It's just the challenges are different. Mm-hmm. I um, Let's see. I think it's, I forget which of the major like Ford Jam, Jam or something's going into electronic cars. Well, right. yes. they're taking mm-hmm. what Tesla is doing and trying to bring it yeah. over to their company in a different yeah. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's different programs and, you know, patents yeah. and whatever. But at the same time, they're trying to do something that's here, but make it work for their company. 
yeah, right, right. So that's a perfect example. When you start totally new, like a Tesla, you know, come up with a totally new concept, electrical car, nobody heard about it 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. There are certain challenges, but certain opportunities. You don't have any history to uh, worry about this electrical car will kill my old business or something. Mm -hmm. But then uh, uh, somebody like GM or Ford or Volkswagen, they, they, they have the deep pockets to catch up with the early innovators. And, and people don't know that most car manufacturers today have electrical cars like Tesla. Tesla yeah. has the, the brand recognition of being the electrical car, but everybody now has electrical cars. Very true. Mm -hmm. It's just, what do you want to think? Do you want the brand from Tesla? Exactly. Do you want the brand of Ford or GM or whatever cars are out there. I'm not a car, yeah. car person. <laughs> so yeah. what brand do you want is brand yeah. recognition. Right. Exactly. To... So pe people buy Tesla, not because it's, it's a better electrical car. Maybe it is, but it's, they, they buy it. So people will know that they drive electrical car. Mm -hmm. If I, if I buy a, a electrical Audi, it looks like any other Audi. Nobody mm -hmm. will know that I'm driving electrical car. Nobody will know that I care about the environment, blah, blah, blah. So there is a certain advantage for people to buy a Tesla if you want to be perceived as driving electrical car and taking care of our environment and you know, leaving our grandchildren a better world, blah, 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 all these good things. That's yeah, why... It this isn't a commercial for Tesla as a, you know, but right. it, it's no, no. one of those big names that we can use because everyone can compare Ford to Tesla. Yeah, and yeah. It's, a, it's a brand car. recognition and brand yeah. power that they but became. This, uh, yeah. yeah, 20 years ago, we heard Tesla electrical yeah. cars and then we're like, yeah. uh -huh. no, I'm going to yeah. drive my old Ford forever. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, but yeah. times change, brands change, our yeah. perception of the environment changes. Yeah. And we as innovators have to keep up with those changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right, right. Mm -hmm. But thank you so much for being on the show. Where oh. can our listeners and viewers find you? Okay, so one obvious place is on Amazon. The other one, what you mentioned, thank you very much, is my website. It's cxo360.net. CXO, the letter O, 360, the number zero, dot net. Awesome. And thank you so much for being on the show today. It was very fun. Okay. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed it. And for all of our listeners and our viewers, happy reading. <laughs>